Hey guys, it's DJ Jesse Janity, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about TrueCar. TrueCar is changing car buying forever. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features may not be available in all states, but to see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Um, oh, there it is. Hey, everyone. Okay, sorry, I'm going to spare you guys my singing, my terrible singing. Welcome to the House of DVF After Show. It is Season 1, Episode 4, The Bitch is Out of the Bag, hence the awesome music we have going with us right now. Um, I am your host, Tiana Hobson, and joining me is my lovely co-host. Hey, everyone, it's Anastasia Waller. We are two people short, but that's just because of the Thanksgiving holiday. But, you know, actually just means we're more committed to this show than they are. Totally. Totally. That's what it means. It does not mean that. Sorry, girls. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. The bitch is out of the bag now. Um, so overall, you know, we're on season four now. And I feel like we're episode getting, four. Episode four. Wow. I said season. Um, I feel like we're getting a better sense of the girls i'm starting to know them a little better and remember them yes together it's it's funny because the first time we watched the first episode we were like okay this person's going to the top this person this (laughs) we know this we can tell and then each week that goes by it's like uh maybe not maybe not maybe my prediction's wrong yes maybe i don't know anything so let's start off um at the top we have the Bergdorf. Bergdorf Goodman event. Goodman. I knew I was going to screw that one up. Um, And we have this event where um, the girls are going to be dressing clients and DVF is there as well. And it's kind of a chance for her to meet people. And, you know, they're on the floor being salesmen. And (laughs) what I loved was that Abigail comes in very confident in her outfit. So confident. So confident in her outfit. And Stephanie just gives her the biggest side eye and like, uh, um, I'm not impressed. She's wearing lingerie. Like. I know. I felt bad. I love Abigail because I, I do love her strong personality and how confident she is. But this episode, and especially with that event, I got the understanding that she feels like who she is is 
whether or not if that's what DVF wants her, but she's not meeting in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she has to be the brand ambassador for DVF, or it's what she's going after. So it can't be just who she is. Because she, she made a comment that, oh, I don't know what they want me to do. When I first came here, they knew who I, who I was, mm-hmm. how I dressed, how I talked. Now they want to change me. It's like, it's not that. It's just the brand has to represent a certain image. They felt that, you know, she obviously had something. That's why they brought her on. But she's not really, like, getting that part. Yeah, because even... In last week's episode, you know, when they were doing the event with the PR um, people, you know, and like right. showing them the mm-hmm. new line and everything, DVF said, like, it's fine that, you know, you are that confident and you like have this personality, but you just need to focus it and like learn how to tame it into like what they need it to be. Right. You know, like you can have the big personality and also be like a great representation of you know, the brand and everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I get what you're saying with that, that, you know, she kind of thinks like, well, which I think a lot of people have problems with, especially when they're like big personality personalities or like, sometimes it takes you a long time to get to accept that of yourself. And Mm -hmm. then when someone's like, dial it back, you're like, whoa, they get really defensive. Yeah, you get defensive about it. And she feels like DVF isn't, or the team of DVF isn't accepting her for who she is. And it's like, wait, that's not it. Because DVF's brand represents a certain type of image. So they're not, that's, uh, I think it was, uh, Jessica is her name, right? The redhead? Is it Jessica Jessica? or is it Stephanie? I I think her name is maybe. The beautiful ginger. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Told her that, hey, we're not trying to change who you are. It's just that you have to represent the company even i mean all the people who work for dvf do you know that might not be their personality on the weekends they might not be going around in wrap dresses but while they're there and when they're especially at press events they need to represent you know dvf's brand and her vision and her image especially as the brand ambassador yes i yeah yeah it is actually um Jessica. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah, I definitely called her Stephanie in all my notes. <laughs> I think Stephanie Stephanie's <laughs> only the, like the mother hen. Yeah, the mother hen. Yes. And I think that's why I was just like, Stephanie. I know. Nope. Um, well, you know, Abigail doesn't only struggle with, you know, what she's wearing, but she's also the only girl who they show mm-hmm. who wasn't actually really selling the, dresses. selling the dresses or actively helping clients. She was kind of standing in the corner, just like, I mean, sales aren't really my thing, so... Yeah, you know it's not it's a strong. So weird how these girls get. They should be willing to do everything. You when you get an opportunity, you don't just say, "Oh, it's not my thing." Yeah, you know. And I'm like, I mean, I I was always that kid who hated going door to door to sell like cookies, whatever, ice cream, whatever it was. I hated doing that. I hated being the salesperson for it. But it's something that my parents always, you know, they're like, "Well, I'm not doing it. You have to ask these people for it because it's not my responsibility." So I kind of felt like I understand where she's coming from because I hated being that person. Right. But then at the same time, it's like if you really want to win this, even that's, in like your weakest spots, you're going to find a way to shine through. And that's a thing. You and I, I know in the beginning, we really liked Abigail and I still do. And we were really rooting for her, which I think a lot of people are because she had such a great backstory when she was talking about her brother and her family. And this was her huge opportunity. So you would think with that mentality that she would be doing whatever it takes. You know, if someone gives her criticism or constructive criticism, she would take it and be like, okay, well, what specifically do I need to work on? Because if she's not getting it, she needs to ask. And Lenore's good about doing that. Okay, well, what can I do? What is it about this outfit? But she gets so defensive every time, and that can really 
hinder her from moving forward. I mean, even after DVF, it's like you can't be defensive. If you want to move forward, you have to be willing to accept the criticism and make the small changes because they're saying it for their own good. It's not like, I mean, I'm sure there was thousands of girls that applied to be on this show and she got picked. So, So, I mean, she's there for a reason. She's there because they picked her. So, you know, I think... She can still turn it around. Yeah. Still, she's got a great personality. Yeah, she's, she's definitely really fun. Yeah. And it is like a great young personality that could go out there and really connect DVF with, you know, a younger audience. So, right. And she's not shy. Yeah. Like, and, I feel like I would want to hang out with Abigail the most on yeah, the show. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, I'd, I'd show up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so underdressed right now. But, <laughs> yeah. but like, she, I would love to hang out with her and seeing her as a face for a brand would make me want to go do it. It like... You bring up stuff about diversity and just, mm-hmm. like, younger people. And it's like, oh, look, there's someone who looks like me in that dress. You right. Know? So it's, like, that whole thing. So she's got a lot going for her to actually win this thing. Yes. She just, I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, just the way they're editing things or whatnot. Because I know that, you know, we've been keeping up with the girls and, like, you know, what they're saying on Twitter and on their website pages and stuff right. like that. And one of the big things is, like, you guys don't know the full stories. Right. You know, so it's like we know yeah. that we're getting the edited down version of things, so we have to, I guess, keep that in mind. When I know. We're I'd love to get it. Abigail in here so we can ask yeah, her. Yeah, ask her about it. Yes. Um, well, you know, Abigail did get to go out and have a little fun. Yes. With um, Gina and Amanda. Mm-hmm. Now, Gina is newly single, which she has voiced many times. Right. So. She's totally ready to turn up she, in New York City. Yeah. She says. She doesn't think she's boy crazy. What do you, what do you think from what I we're I think, yeah, I think she's probably the most wild in the show. And I didn't get that image when, you know, the first few episodes. But after kind of seeing this last episode, I'm like, okay, Gina's ready to turn up. But all in good fun. I mean, all they're in New fun. York City, so. And um, while they're out, you know, Gina loves tequila shots, which... Because both times they went out, she was like, we need more tequila. I know. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like that is asking for it. Like yeah. when you go to tequila shots, you're really trying to right. like, you're on one to like get because turned Because a tequila all the way shot up. is a birthday shot. We do those on special occasions <laughs> yes. in Mexico and on your birthday. Mm-hmm. There was a saying at my college, like, te- well, mostly it was just for drunk girls but it was like tequila makes my clothes come off because it's like as soon as the shots of tequila came it's like girls were like woo spring break yeah and that's kind of how she gets gets or got or got but um i felt most bad for the guy that they met travis me too the band manager she's so harsh on the guys she's so harsh and i feel like the way this scene was sliced together that the point when he gets up and leave, I feel like that was like a different thing that he got up and left about. Probably. But it just was funny how it was like, oh, you're a band manager. And then it's like, yeah. And then it's like quiet. And he's like, oh. but she still made that nasty comment, even though, even if they clipped the scene, she still actually said, oh, so what do you do? Get snacks and stuff? Yeah. Or coffee? I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, coming from a girl who's going for brand ambassadors, like you're still kind of an intern. Yeah. You didn't win yet. So you guys are at the same level, maybe. And I mean, a lot of tour managers, like they make good money on those tours. They do. They make good money. Like they might not dress like they make a lot of money, but that's because most of the time they're picking up like amplifiers and stuff like that but like that's a good job and they travel they see the world like he's a world traveler i'm just talking this guy up but you know the one thing he doesn't have 
Green what? eyes. Oh, yes. He doesn't have green eyes. So I don't really why know would, that Why would we even with, talk to him? I know. I don't know that many guys with green eyes. That was like a unique color she picked there. Yeah. I mean, but... Now we her, know what kind of guy she's Her mixed into. little green eyed babies would be super cute. <laughs> so I understand what she's after. I feel <laughs> bad for her boyfriend. Because in the first episode, she said that she was leaving. She had nothing to lose. She lost her boyfriend. <laughs> now she's a boy crazy on the show. Oh, yeah, my gosh. I mean, poor guy. Poor guy having to watch this. I know. Um, well, I mean, they show up at the office the next day mm-hmm. and it's time to present their sketches that they've, you know, created and they're showing them to they Mike. They started those last week, right? Yeah. The sketches. Yeah. Yeah. They started them. So now they're presenting them. And Gina shows up and I thought she looked a lot better than I actually thought she was going to look right. from a night out partying. And I thought that Amanda actually looked more hungover. Yeah, because she had the glasses on and it looked like she was trying to disguise the night before. Yeah, but um, what's her face? Jessica straight up calls out <laughs> Gina. That she looks like, hungover. Oh yeah, she's definitely hungover. You walk in here like all disheveled and I was like, oh, if that's her looking disheveled, you do not want to see me at work the day and the <laughs> I night know, after. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think she looked bad either, but I don't know. That could have been some editing too, or I don't, maybe she looked worse than what we saw. What we camera. saw. Maybe she was slouching, or yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe she walked by and they could smell the alcohol. Right. Heard, I've heard that's a thing. People she have said that her, to me before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't smell anything. When people are like, you look sick. I'm like, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, I I'm just, just not wearing makeup. <laughs> yeah, it's like something as easy as that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jessica also calls out Abigail um, about her outfit at the table, too. And Abigail gets defensive yeah, again. Abigail gets defensive. But I guess her biggest thing was just that, like, undergarments were showing. And it was a DVF dress. I didn't so. actually see that. I know that they said that. What I thought, I thought the outfit, even though it was DVF, was just a little too, like, African-inspired for yes. the brand. Diane's brand is supposed to be 70s, like, modern 70s. Um, that's when her the wrap dress first got really big and all those prints, those colors. So I felt like that was not working. Yeah, and the only thing I saw, it looked like she was maybe, maybe it was her undergarments, but I saw, like, a black, and I thought she was wearing, like, a black tank underneath or something to keep it more modest. Right. So, honestly, I didn't see anything really wrong i know i feel i going back to abigail i just i feel so bad for her because i want her to receive the criticism in a you know constructive way and and fix it but every time she gets so defensive and you know it's just a block that i'm just like gosh we're not gonna be able to get through you (laughs) yeah (laughs) and maybe when she looks back she'll realize i think these girls are probably pretty did they say the ages of the girls um we knew that tiffany was the youngest yes um no. Well, obviously they're over twenty one because they're out drinking. Yeah, they're out stuff. drinking, but I still think they're like twenty two, twenty three. Me too. Mostly the young mentality. Yeah, young mentality and all that greatness. <laughs> um, so the sketches that they have, um, I was a little confused because I couldn't quite remember how the sketches were working, but. Kier and Lenore did their design together. Yeah, the sketching was kind of weird. So they got the sketch assignment last week. Kier and Lenore uh, designed together. Abigail by herself. But I was thinking maybe she designed a sketch with... um, Who got kicked off last week? Tiffany, my girl. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe they designed together. And so then she just showed hers by herself. And then Brittany, Gina, and Amanda did a sketch together. Yeah. And... 
I mean, I guess the biggest complaint was that, you know, that Michael had was he couldn't believe that Kier and Lenore only did one sketch. Right. He's like, I would be fired if I showed up with only one option because that's not enough. Like, you should be going above and beyond. And they were like, well, I mean, it was to do a design. And then he said that it was pretty basic and not really that original. That's kind of what Kier's style is to me, though. Sometimes I feel like I... I think that her... It's like a blogger style. That's what it reminds me of. And this is a designer brand. And so there always has to be something a little bit more. And sometimes you can have simple and be basic and, you know, oh, it's a classic style. But sometimes I think it's more... I don't know how to describe it. Just more like blogger-esque. Okay. I think I... Yeah, I understand. Like more like... Not Forever 21, but kind of like... I'm trying to say more like HM, Forever 21... And they're going, like, more for the high end. Yeah, yeah. I get that. And then Michael tells her, well, if you wanted to get picked, next time just try harder. <laughs> but also to Kier's defense, I'll say this, is that they don't really give them that much direction. And if these girls are young and have never interned at a design, you know, designer place or whatever before, then it's hard for them to know how much they should do. You know, and in, in, in Amanda and Brittany's case... Amanda's intern at five other places. Brittany's a stylist. So, of course, they're going to have a head up on, you know, knowing what to do. Yeah. And they designed their dress with one with the sleeve, with the long sleeves and one without. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they love that because, you know, it's two different ways for one dress and it's an option. And I have to say that, like, I've really gotten into dresses with sleeves lately, which Mm -hmm. I never thought I would because I'm like, I mean, if I'm wearing a short dress with long sleeves, doesn't that defeat the purpose? But, I mean, it actually is stylish and comfortable, and I love it. I really like their design. Yeah, me too. I feel, and then uh, Brittany said that was Gina's idea, so I feel like, and then Michael responded, oh, every designer hates um, putting sleeves on dresses, so it's great that you did that. So I feel like Gina probably heard that someone was like, oh, let's do one with sleeves. Yeah. Let's do one without. I mean, I think Michael might be my favorite, because he he just kind of like, calls it like he sees it Mm -hmm. when he was just like snapping back at the girls I was like ooh do not piss him off Um, and then you know the last one that we saw was um, Abigail who did um, the jumper that wraps in the back Mm -hmm. and his only question with that was he he liked the innovation and you know thinking outside the box he was just like I just don't understand how it ties or our wraps up in the back. Right. Which, I mean, I guess we'll see next week. Yeah. He we said he was, see. well, he, and he picked her. So he said, we, we just have to figure that out. So, yeah. And so he picked yeah. Abigail's design and then Brittany, Gina, and Amanda's. And then he paired Kier and Lenore with Abigail. I know. Which best friends. <laughs> we know how this one's going to go. <laughs> right. But Abigail's like, look, there, it's my design. They're ha- going to have to sit in the back seat and take direction from me. That's true. But she's also in the hot seat. Since we know yeah. what happens towards the end of the episode, so we'll, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see how that goes. And I was kind of sad we didn't get back to that tonight because I really wanted, I mean, we saw a little bit of it, mm-hmm. you know, of them putting it together, but I really wanted to see the final outfit already because yeah. that part of it felt very Project Runway mm-hmm. to me, you know, because who was it? Wasn't it Abigail on one of the challenges? in the previous episode where she actually designed something. They're like, did we ask you to design anything? Oh, it was the vision board. Yeah, the and vision board. And she put boards. sketches all over her yeah. vision board. And so it's like, 
they're like, they were like, no, 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 you will not do that. And then now they're letting them do it. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, I can't wait to see the final product. And how cool is it to have DVF make prototypes of your sketches? Like who gets that opportunity? Yeah. That's awesome. People who've been working at the company for years probably mm-hmm. haven't had that right. opportunity yet. Right. So that is pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out that the girls are going to be um, planning a lunch event for, um, what was it for? It was um, Architectural Digest. Digest. That's the one. Um, so they bring in the event designer, Bronson Van Wyck. I loved his name. Um, it's very I'm going to add a Von to my name. <laughs> Just like, like Anastasia Von Waller. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> That's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. You should definitely do that. Okay. <laughs> that just that just gave me everything. <laughs> Changing my Instagram tonight. Yeah, tonight make that change. <laughs> Go to court tomorrow and get yeah. it finalized. Legally It'll be great. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be helping the girls out, but this lunch event it has to go off without a hitch, and they have to they have two days to put this together. They have to have a location. There's a fine venue. Yeah. yeah, they have to find a venue. They have to get flowers, the decor, like. Everything has to be done, and they have two days. Right. And there's no venue picked out? No venue, and they don't really have a clear direction either. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're presenting these fabrics, so you also have to find a way to, like, incorporate... <laughs> it goes back to the, the thing you said about them not getting a lot of direction. Right. Because I felt like I felt like in all of their challenges, they say stuff to them, but they don't really give them the information unless they're giving it to them off camera, because even last week at the event with the PR people, they at no point in the rundown of all the things that guy ran off to them was the when it's right. going to be released and or how much it's going to be cost. Exactly. How much it's cost. They should have had media talking points that said, okay, this retails generally for around this amount. This is when it launches. And Stephanie kind of prepped them, but they didn't even say like the day before, hey, you guys might want to research this stuff. Yeah. So, so I mean, unless... We're missing a lot of stuff here. I feel like the DVF team could do a lot more to help them out. But I also get that they want to... It's sink or swim. They want the it's girls like, to take the initiative. And that's really who they determine who is going to be the best person for a brand ambassador because they that person is working for them, essentially. So it's not like, hey, we're going to push you out. Here's everything you need to... They're not hiring a robot, you know? So they need someone who can do their own research. Yeah. So they get paired off um, into groups to handle different things. Mm-hmm. Kier and Abigail, who, why did they end up together, um, are in charge of flowers, um, which they actually handled this situation a lot better than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be handled. Because when you hear Kier and Abigail getting teamed together, you think, oh my gosh, nothing's about gonna, to go down. Yeah, it's about <laughs> to go down. Nothing's going to happen right. But they actually worked very well together, minus Kier wanting to add those oranges to the <laughs> arrangement. Like, other than that, it went off without a hitch, and right. they got back, and, you know, the flowers that they chose, everyone was happy with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, great. We're good on flowers. Then we get to the um, location, mm-hmm. and that's Lenore and Amanda. First, they went to Fig and Olive. Yeah, they went there Which first. was, like, a group-style restaurant, and it wasn't private enough, I think. Yeah, and so then they went to the Standard, mm-hmm. which... Um, Lenore felt wasn't classy enough, I believe, was mm-hmm. her word choice there. Mm-hmm. The Standard's a very nice hotel. <laughs> um, it's like one of the top hotels in the country, so, um. It's pretty classy. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I get what she was saying about the space, 
but at the same time, like the fig and olive just didn't. That was that wasn't the intimate yeah, venue that they that needed they for needed. that type of lunch. So um, while they're doing this, though, um, they get a call from Brittany, mm-hmm. who is she's with, with Gina. Gina, and they're they're in charge of the decor, but Brittany has sort of infiltrated and wants to see photos of the location and know where they've decided, where they've been already, where they're going next. And they kind of feel like she's trying to take over. Yeah, Amanda got really defensive about that, and I thought that was weird because if Brittany and Gina are shopping for decor, they want to make sure that the decor is matching the venue. So I think Amanda probably got really defensive or offended because they were kind of unsure and they wanted to figure it out. But I kind of understood where Brittany was coming from. Hey, we want to make sure what we're picking out, these antiques are going to match the venue. I thought that was reasonable. I get how they could think Brittany's being controlling, but I feel like Brittany's more than anything is just really efficient. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes because she is trying to be so efficient, it comes off as bitchy Right. And that's how Amanda was taking it. And I think that girl, the girls have a preconceived notion about Brittany. Yes. Because of her background, that she was a stylist, you know, in L.A. at Nickelodeon. But, I mean, I feel like after I saw that scene with Tiffany where she was trying to help her, it seems like she genuinely is just trying to do a good job. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I am team Brittany, and I think that a lot of... intimidation. Yeah, there is like an intimidation from the other girls who you know, are going to read because they see her as one way and as one thing. Anything she says is going to come off as her being the villain. Right. In this situation. So it's like, in those situations, you have to figure out a way to talk to them in a way that they're going to understand without them feeling like you're coming at them. Right. Anything Brittany said, they felt like she was coming at them. So then they're trying to come at her and clearly the bigger bitch is going to (laughs) win. And Brittany is that bigger bitch, you know? So it's like, Brittany's like, look, she came correct. She was (laughs) like, look, you're lucky this isn't me two years ago because I would have your ass. Right. I was like, whoa, I am scared. (laughs) Like, I know who not to piss off anymore, so I'm only saying good things about Brittany on this show, because I, I know sometimes she watches it, so. Right. I love you, Brit Brit. I know, you did a great job, you did a great job. Yeah, you did a great job. Um, but, I mean, I get, I, I didn't really think of it in that way when I was first watching the episode about, you know, they're in charge of decor, you have to make sure that it's gonna match the vibe of the whole place. While they're looking for decor, though, all Gina's focused on is, like, Pretty, the champagne, yeah, the champagne, having the pinky loops, up, the pinky up, <laughs> like these outrageous like sculptures to go right. places. Meanwhile, they they don't got no plates, no silverware, no napkins. I know, like it, the day of, the, right? They didn't have, or the it was day the before, because this was they the first have, day right, when she was just the... focused on other things. And they have twelve people coming to this, and everything's supposed to be like vintage and mm-hmm. finding stuff that matches that's vintage. And it was an unmatching match too. Yeah. If you notice at the lunch, yeah, like it didn't match, but somehow once it was all together, it matched. Which is like. 
another whole design style that people do. It's like, oh yes, it's purposely unmatching, but matching. <laughs> yes. I would have failed this one for sure. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you want unmatching? And I would have brought some unmatching stuff. <laughs> Texture. Yeah. Even like stripes and polka dots. I know, everything. <laughs> Horizontal stripes, vertical stripes. <laughs> Plaid. Yeah. Totally. Just would have been horrible if I had been in charge. But, um, I love when Bronson goes to meet with all of meet the girls. with all of the girls, and then they get into a fight. Like Amber picks or Amanda, I'm sorry, picks a fight with Brittany in front of him. I know, I know. We we got to see a lot of Amanda this episode. This is the first time we've seen her really come out of her shell and yeah. bicker with somebody. And it was a little awkward because where I can see both sides of this argument because you know if I'm in charge of this one thing and I feel like someone's trying to step on my toes I'm going to get defensive too and then I see where Brittany's coming from like well no all of this it has to somehow unify mm-hmm. in a way so maybe that's just something they needed to have talked about before they set out you know right. really set the goals of like okay guys here's the vibe that we're trying to create here's the atmosphere we want so then everyone goes out and comes back together with the pieces that will make this one cohesive dream come true. Right. But bottom line, I mean, all the girls are in the same place right now and Amanda should not have called out Brittany in front of Mark. That's that his name, true. right? Um, Mark. <laughs> Mark or Michael? Um, Vaughn? Vaughn Bronson. Vaughn Wick. We'll Bronson. 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 Why did Wick. I call him Mark? <laughs> because it's easier than Bronson. <laughs> It's more common than Bronson, right. maybe. Okay. Well, yeah, she she shouldn't have called her out in front of Bronson. Okay, so then just to play a little devil's advocate, okay. what about Brittany in the first episode? It, well, with I was just gonna, oh. well, I mean that, but that too. I wasn't even going there. <laughs> but throwing in everyone else's face, trying to make it seem like oh, she was she up was all sick. night working okay, but hard. That and, after before now, I can't remember because maybe she was just trying to stand up for herself after she had already been called out. That was towards the end. That was towards the end. So she was probably trying to redeem herself. If someone called you out and then you're like get hot and flustered because Bronson Von Wick just (laughs) heard that. So then you're like, well, I was staying up really late, you know, so... Do you that. think that she uses that as an excuse a lot? Because the girls always are saying, like, oh, you might always some, say that. I know. I think there might be some behind-the-scenes stuff that we're not doing. Because, when honestly, when Amanda did say you act like a different person in front of the team and to us, I was like, really? Like, maybe there's something we're not seeing. Because she seems the same on the show, at least in the last few episodes. But also, Devil's Advocate again with Amanda is that we all do. Like, I, I'm a different person than I am right now than... I am when I go back home for Thanksgiving, you know, to my fiance. So it's just, you know, of course we all throw on different shades. Yeah. And when you're at work, you're always one person. And then when you're home, you're a different person because at work you need to be more professional and more like you have your life together in real life. You're like a drunken whore. You know, I don't know. (laughs) After a few tequila shots. After a few tequila shots. You never know. I mean, Gina, I still want to go out and party with you. (laughs) I mean, I feel like... Seriously, you should get party. Yeah, I feel like we'd have a great time together. Yeah. You're off the clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, But then Amanda kind of gets summoned up to DVF's um, office. Yes. Did you think she was going home at that point? I did not. Me neither. No, I never thought that she was going home in that moment. I just felt like it was too soon to send someone home when they're in the middle of a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that, you know, 
Diane had said earlier that she didn't really know Amanda. Right. And so she needed to get to know her. And we know that, you know, she randomly picks and chooses who she wants to get to know that Mm -hmm. day. And you might end up on a red carpet with her or you're just going to end up in her office or, you know, you never know where you're going to get summoned. But um, she kind of breaks down when she's talking about this whole situation with Brittany. And um, I think Diane, you know, inspires her to be the bigger person. Right. I know I was surprised by that reaction. First of all, I didn't think she was going home because what Amanda said with Brittany wasn't big enough after, you know, the things that other contestants have done. So I didn't think she was going, but I was actually surprised that DVF was, you know, kind of had her back a little bit and was like, oh, that's good. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. Don't be afraid. And she probably said that, too, because Amanda's been really quiet the last few episodes. I feel like there's more to Amanda's backstory, and maybe Brittany's whole vibe is just bringing up stuff from her, like, past or childhood. Maybe she was bullied and she never did stick up for herself. Mm -hmm. So she's finding... We find out she's a sorority girl. Yeah, we do find out she's a sorority girl. But maybe, like, you know, before she was that... Britney's just bringing back some I know. PTSD from something else. And, and she so she finally, feels like she needs to... She's like, I found my voice. I'm going to stand up for myself. And she finally did it. And Britney's like, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is when Britney... This is when I knew Brittany goes she was my girl. Brittany goes like, look, <laughs> sweetie. I know. Okay. I did feel bad for Amanda, though. Because generally, unless it's something huge, really, really unforgivable... If someone tries to apologize, I feel like you should try to accept the apology and move on. Same thing with the Kier and Abigail situation. Obviously, like, they squashed themselves. But Brittany was not having it. She was like, no. She was just, like, not trying to hear any of it. And I agree. That's the one person when I... Or the one point when I'm like, oh, like... If someone's coming and, like, hey, I just want to, like, squash this whole thing. I'm sorry. Like, let's just move past it and... In my mind, it's like, I'm the same way. If you cross me once, mm-hmm. you're on my radar. So right. I might forgive you, but I'm never going to forget. And so I'll put you just in my mind. I've classed you in a different section. Right. So I know I what agree. to look out for. And I know how to. And I'll be like, yeah, we're cool. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, we're never as cool as we once were. Right. We're never like at that same level anymore. Especially so. when you're not that great of friends with someone like that's you're still in first impression phase. And that's what you do. I feel like if Amanda had done that and Bronson, a.k.a. Mark, wasn't... <laughs> that's the American version of Bronson. <laughs> but if, if maybe Bronson wasn't in the room and Amanda just said that to Brittany, maybe she would have handled it differently. But when you call someone... But like you said, Brittany's done it to other people. Mm-hmm. But she just... Yeah, she wasn't having that apology. So it was a good lesson to Amanda, too. All the way yeah, around. Yeah, so. all the way around. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> So they, I mean, they didn't really squash any beef. But, you know, we have to go back to this whole lunch event and get Mm -hmm. it all together. So as the next day, as everything's arriving and they're setting up for everything, um, the decor items start arriving. And, uh, you know, people are trying to get it out of the boxes and on tables. And Amanda opens up one of the boxes and the goldfish was broken. broken. She said she didn't do it, that it came that way. And everyone's just like, ooh, girl, you gotta be the one to tell Brittany. I'm not stepping in the... <laughs> After they already went After they already that. went through all that. So, I mean, that didn't help anything yeah, either. And then it probably didn't help that, you know, all of a sudden they have 13 guests who are coming 
to this luncheon and DVF is very European and superstitious and she's not sitting 13 people at the table. Mm-hmm. So they need one person to actually get to sit at the luncheon and enjoy it. And she chooses Brittany because she's wearing DVF. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what, I mean, I think Brittany, out of everyone, I don't know. Yeah, I think Brittany was the best dressed person there that day. Right. She was most presentable. She had the prince on. Yeah, she had like, yeah. if someone's going to sit at the, which I mean, granted, the girls didn't know that was going to be an opportunity to get to sit there. So maybe you're thinking, I'm going to be cleaning and like right. setting stuff up. More I'm not going to wear, scenes. not going to wear like my nicest stuff to ju- just get dirty. Right. But you know, good lesson for them to always be presentable. Yeah, that is in DVF. Which is actually funny because our executive producer, Kevin Undergaro, Mm -hmm. he always says, like, you know, you never know where you're going to be if you want, like, for hosting stuff. You should always look like a host. Like, you should always have your everything together, your hair, your makeup, like, all that stuff. I've heard that in L.A. because you never know who you're going to meet and you want to be presentable. Yeah, that's why people go to the grocery store in, like, heels (laughs) and full makeup. And I go in my sweatpants and people are like, ooh, who let the bum in Gelson's? (laughs) I'm like, hey, I'm classy. I'm at Gelson's, guys. And it's never, never that, never that thing. Um, so at the, um, luncheon, I thought Brittany did a great job of keeping conversation going and talking and networking to these people and all the other girls were basically jealous. Yeah. And they have to serve Brittany now and especially Amanda. She's upset. Abigail, I don't know if you remember in the back, but they asked Abigail, like, oh, I'm so jealous. And Abigail's like, honestly, I'm just tired. I'm like, Abigail, <laughs> come on, girl. What about your story? Like, this is all you have. This is everything. Yeah, but we all been there. You know, when you're just That's like, I am so tired. Like, I don't need to do this. So, like, getting out of having to do something, it's like, yes. I know. They edited Abigail bad. Yeah. <laughs> Abigail, you should be mad at them for how they portrayed you tonight. Because, girl, uh-uh. I know. I know that ain't right. Um, But back, back to what you were saying about Brittany. She, I, yeah, she did a great job. Yeah. Um, my one question, because... Um, DVF didn't didn't like the birds or the chairs, so she switched those things off. And then they asked whose idea it was to cover the fabric or the chairs with Brittany the fabric. Brittany said hers. It was her idea. Was it her idea? I don't know. I was thinking the same thing. I watched it twice. I, and I vaguely can't... remember like it being Gina who said I, it. Okay, that's what I was going to say, too. Maybe it was Gina's. And I don't know why. Because... Maybe they thought since it was, maybe it was their idea together. Yeah. Or maybe they just purposely only let like Gina, cause I can't remember in the episode of Gina <laughs> I actually it was if earlier if she said it. Right. Or not. But for some reason I was like, when she said that, I was like, wasn't that Gina? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. But Gina so. didn't say anything about it either. So I was like, okay, maybe it was hers and right. I, I just was stupid or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so all in all, like the event goes off pretty well, and I mm-hmm. think DVF was very happy and mm-hmm. surprised that the girls, because after talking to Bronson earlier, you know, he was like, "Ooh, it is not looking good down there." Mm-hmm. So you know, they actually pulled it together, and I think that was that was really great. Um, Absolutely. And then we have the girls; <laughs> they all get to go out this time. Mm-hmm. Gina gets more Patron shots, <laughs> and then she's dancing on tables and drinking straight out of the vodka bottle. Um, yeah. Again, Gina, let's go party. I know. <laughs> That's all I can think. But She's definitely a good time, but then she got really sloppy, and then she grabbed the Grey Goose bottle and put it to the head. I think she's probably just having a good time in New York after her breakup and leaving everything behind, but hopefully it doesn't hinder her focus. Yeah, and my thing is always, like, work hard, play hard. 
Er. I agree. You know, we live in LA. (laughs) We live in LA. Like they're in New York. It's like New Yorkers put in serious hours. So it's like at the end of a day, especially a stressful day, if I want to go out, have some fun and I can still show up to work the next day and get handle my shit, Mm -hmm. then there's nothing that you can really do about it. Right. Especially in this industry, fashion, entertainment type of industry. Yes. And then we have the Fig and Olive meeting with Mm -hmm. um, Jessica and DVF and they're kind of talking about everything and Jessica thinks that Britney is disingenuous. Yeah. That's why I feel like maybe there's more going on behind the scenes with Britney because some of the things that were said about her this episode I, I didn't really see it that way but... It took me back to my feelings about like season or episode one mm-hmm. when she kind of threw out R- Rihanna, Rihanna. Rihanna for like no reason. You're kind of like, what's happening I here? I can't even re- imagine Rihanna on this show. At this yeah, point. no, I, I can't <laughs> either. But you know, she kind of like threw her under the bus in front of everyone. And then now she's getting mad at someone throwing her under the bus in front of mm-hmm. someone. So I don't know. Maybe there is a lot more that we're not seeing. And you know, I think that people sometimes. Well, Tiffany was our girl. So when Tiffany was on the show, we saw a humble Brittany with humility because uh, Tiffany was the underdog of the show. She was the youngest girl. And so I think that says a lot about her character. But now that Tiffany's not going, I feel like maybe she isn't as close to any of the other girls. I know she's kind of close with Abigail. Yeah. Because they had that dinner, but... I also think that as a black woman, it's harder because people can look at you and immediately judge the look on your face and be like, oh, bitch. You know, like, and I think that sometimes it's harder for, like, us because, like, you have to put on a certain level of, like, hey, guys, like, friendly you demeanor. You to be softer. That's yeah. true because... And then it can come off as where maybe that's where Jessica's reading it as being disingenuous because she's not being true to her true self. Right. Because if she were her true, true self, it might be a little too hard for that industry or that, you know, brand right there. And then people would have a different problem with her. Yes, and I totally agree with you because you made me think of the black female characters, character leads that we see on television now, like um, Carrie Washington in Scandal, for Mm -hmm. example, or Viola Davis in How to Get Away with Murder. And they're very strong black woman characters where you could think, you know, oh, that girl's tough or she's this. So it is kind of... Like, you know, there's a delicate line that we have to play with that, you know, with the balance of it. And it's all like the game, you know, to get ahead. I know, but that's why that situation with Amanda didn't make it better for Brittany. Yeah. It was like, nah. (laughs) It's like, like, I'm going to let the street Brittany come out a little bit. You know? She was like, two years ago. (laughs) Amanda's like, okay. Um, so. Yeah, I was like, I'm glad she found yoga or whatever it was that changed her. Um, yeah, so then how do you feel about Abigail and Gina getting called up to DVF? Man, I knew it was coming. I said that last week. I thought that Abigail was probably going to be the next to go if she couldn't step it up and change um, some of her mannerisms or her presentation. Because last episode with that PR episode, um, PR event that they had, she did terrible there. So I thought she was next to go. Gina, I don't think, did um, that bad in any of these episodes. I don't know if DVF heard a lot about her partying, but we'll see. Yeah. They didn't show the end. I was 
kind of a yeah, twist. Yeah, we got a to be continued. That yeah. was kind of intense for episode four. DBF is probably going to have some words with them. That's why they didn't show the end clip. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into our predictions yes. for who we think will get eliminated. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. So I'm thinking one of two things. Okay. Either one, neither one of them is actually going home in that they got called up there to kind of throw off the audience Mm-hmm. In a way of like, it's between these two, which one's going home? Or my other one is that it's Abigail going home because if we think back to what we've seen for what's coming up this season, we see Gina jump into a pool wearing a DVF dress. Right. So we haven't seen that yet. So Gina can't go home until we've seen that. Yes. And I thought, I thought the same thing. I was waiting for that dress scene in this episode because she was getting yeah. really <laughs> wasted. I'm like, she's jumping. Yeah, like she's jumping. <laughs> But that didn't happen. So I think Abigail is going next. Or like you said, maybe both of them don't get cut off. They both just get talked to. And someone else like Lenore randomly gets cut off. I think it's going to be a random person. I don't think it's... I really don't think it's either one of them. Yeah. And what about top three now? Top three since Tiffany's gone. (laughs) Um, I'm still going to keep Brittany and Kier there. And then I think I'm going to say Gina. Okay, it's definitely Brittany and Kier at this point. They're going yeah. down strong. And oh, I we did we forgot to mention this, but DVF at the meeting, she said you want to not like Kier, but she always like brings it. She always comes through. You always like what she does, but yeah. you want to not like her. So if she could change her personality, so I think she's going to be there. Brittany's going to be at the top, and I'm going to go with Amanda still. Amanda because okay. DVF stood behind her in that. So all right, well, yeah. um. Let everyone know where um, they can find you to keep this conversation going. You guys can find me on Instagram at Anastasia Waller. And you can find all of us at AfterBuzz TV. Make sure you go online and to YouTube and iTunes and you rate, comment, and subscribe. Um, shout out to Kira. I wore a bow in your honor today. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. Everyone have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. And we will see you guys next week with more House of DVF. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.